Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Charlie. Hey, did you see that play last night? Unbelievable. Yeah, and they still lost. Sure. You know, when I was playing... What? I just, <laughs> you, you played in the street. I played in the service. <laughs> oh. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is the kid, he should have... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, Hey, you okay? Someone call 911. Two out of three people with diabetes die of a heart attack or stroke. But you can lower the risk. Ask your health care provider how. For more info, go to diabetesactnow.org. Brought to you by the American Diabetes Association and the Ad Council. Looking for a lift? Experience a seat from the soar with Michael Guido of Metter, Georgia. A London church bears this sign. Not everyone who attends this church is converted. Watch your handbags. Some church members profess one thing but practice another. But when one becomes a Christian, he never forgets the reverence due to God, the rights due to man, and the respect due to self. The Christian life is no mere church-going, hymn-singing, escape from the obligations of life. It's real, and it shows its influence in your life. The Bible, in describing a Christian, says he keeps his promise, even if it ruins him. For your free copy of Dr. Guido's daily devotional, Seeds from the Sore, write The Sore, Metter, Georgia, 304-39. Visit us on the web at thesower.com. My name is Dale Pazinski. I'm 19 years old, and this is how I live united. I've always been kind of a computer geek, and I found a way to use those skills to help the homeless in my community. For people facing hard times, computer skills and a basic resume are so important. It may seem like a small thing, but it makes a huge difference in people's lives. So with United Way, I created a program where I work with the homeless. Together, we go through their whole job history, write a resume, and then save it on the very own USB drive. We provide workbooks and training certificates. I even budgeted for cupcakes so we can celebrate as a class when one of our people gets a job. That's huge. When somebody says, hey man, that job that you helped me apply for, I got it. That's what Living United feels like to me. My name is Dale Pazinski. I help people achieve financial independence. So I don't just wear the shirt, I live it. Give, advocate, volunteer, Live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Listen's Morning Inspirations on Sunday mornings at 6 a.m. Eastern Time, right here. 
Good evening and welcome to Christ's Story Inspirations here on Fox and Jam Radio on another Saturday night. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the music of Quiet Storm Inspirations. This is Donna Jackson. You die. 
are listening to Quiet Storm Inspirations with Minister Kenneth Jenkins. And when you, when 
you are blessed. I want to remind you that tomorrow morning will be on at 6 a.m. for morning inspirations on morning inspirations right here on Talk Show and Jam Radio. This is DC Talk. The greatest single cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips, walk out the door, and deny him by their lifestyle. That is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable.
Listen to Morning Inspirations on Sunday mornings at 6am Eastern Time, right here.
You are listening to Quiet Storm Inspirations with Minister Kenneth Jenkins. As a child, did you ever wish you had X-ray vision or supersonic hearing? Well, if we had such abilities, they certainly would interfere with our normal way of living. God has designed our bodies perfectly for our environment on planet Earth. The first thing that comes to mind is that we're created in the image of God, to glorify God. This is Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal. I'm Chris O'Brien with the Institute for Creation Research. Evolution teaches that mankind, and everything else for that matter, all got here by accident and random chance. However, the Bible tells us that we were purposely made by the hand of a loving God. We read in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Join us for the next 15 minutes as we discuss the design of our bodies and our environment and see how they're a perfect fit. Dr. Albert Anderson is a physician and president of Creation Health Foundation. He says people are a unique creation. We're created in the image of God. We're created in that image to glorify him by fulfilling our responsibility to carry out his dominion mandate of Genesis 1.28, to be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. We do know that since the fall of man, our bodies aren't perfect. Sickness, disease, and tragedy constantly threaten our well-being. Still, the human body was created perfectly and is still perfectly suited for its environment today. So what are some examples of this well-fitted machine? Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is the vertebral column that he designed for us to support an upright posture with free hands and a complex brain encased in a protective skull capable of abstract thinking to enable us to, first of all, control the environment, which would include things like designing and building things, planting and harvesting and and farm work. And, of course, none of these uh, can be done by animals with four legs and even two arms or two legs and hunched back posture like apes have. But what about our childhood wishes for X-ray vision and supersonic hearing? How would these things be harmful for us? Dr. Benjamin Aaron is Professor Emeritus at George Washington University. He talks about hearing. Sound is appropriate for the world we live in, although certainly other species tend to live in different spectrums of sound, like a dog can hear at a much higher spectrum. But, you know, when a human ceases to be able to hear in the spectrum that we normally hear in and are considered partially deaf or maybe even totally deaf, that spectrum of sound to which we are born to hear is very important. It pretty much encompasses all that which provides safety. It gives us communication potential, which is terribly vital for the human. It provides satisfaction, such as hearing music. Tones of music that we hear that are satisfying to us tend to occur in our spectrum of sound to hear. And what about our eyesight? Dr. Anderson. Another thing we can think about is the eyes that have been designed to receive only the light wave frequencies of the electromagnetic spectrum. 
enabling us to read and enjoy visual images without interference by x-rays and microwaves and so forth. Also, the human retina has both rods and cones in it to sense uh, the light of both light and color in the enjoyment of God's creation. Dr. Aaron. The spectrum of light we see is only a very small part of the electromagnetic radiation spectrum. That is probably beneficial to us from the standpoint of survival of our eyes. For instance, if you stare at the sun, in that spectrum, it will burn holes in your retina. If you were able to see at other spectra, that is way out in the blue range or way up in the red range, I think you'd almost be overcome by the enormous amount of color data that your mind would have to process. While we all know how vitally important our hearing and sight are, we seldom consider the unpleasant workings of our body. Dr. David Menton is a retired professor of anatomy at Washington University School of Medicine. He turns our attention to a unique substance found in our ears. Earwax is technically called cerumen. It's a very unusual form of wax that uh, occurs in our ear. It's actually a filamentous wax. So instead of being like the wax you might use in a candle, uh, this is a uh, filamentous wax. This wax has a very high electrostatic charge. And as a result, it behaves very much like these electrostatic air filters that you can buy to use in your home to purify the air. They sort of almost magnetically trap dust out of the air through electrostatic charge. Well, that's really what our earwax is doing in part. It's uh, attracting dust, which then uh, becomes uh, attached to the wax. The earwax also uh, has a remarkable ability to uh, keep insects out. <laughs> it apparently is noxious uh, or repellent to most kinds of bugs that might want to wander into that convenient uh, warm hole on the side of our head. So what happens when the wax needs to be removed? You'll notice we can't get our finger into our uh, external auditory canal, and that's a wonderful provision of God right there. Uh, if we could get our finger in our ear canal, we would quickly punch out our eardrums. <laughs> the ear canal is smaller than our finger, and therefore for the wax to be removed, there has to be a special mechanism. That mechanism is very much like a people mover in an airport, you know, the kind of belt you stand on and it moves you along without having to walk. In the ear canal, the skin grows sideways so that it kind of slides along like a people mover. And in this way, the wax and the debris that the wax catches can be actually carried right out of the ear canal to a region where we can get at it with a finger or Q-tip or whatever uh, <laughs> is handy and safe uh, for uh, removing wax from our ear. Another bodily component that we would never talk about at the dinner table is, well, let's let Dr. Menton describe it for you. <laughs> Another thing that's so simple and almost disgusting in a way, we, we tend not to talk about it or think about it. Most people wince when I mention it, and that's mucus. <laughs> I've threatened to give a whole hour lecture on mucus, but uh, thus far I've spared people and not done that. But uh, we have mucus that lines our respiratory tree. The respiratory tree is really everything from our nasal pharynx, uh, where the air goes into our nose, and then it goes down through our windpipe or trachea. It 
extend branches into the two bronchi that go into the lung. And this unseemly substance is necessary to keep dust from accumulating in our lungs. When it comes in, it's kind of like a sticky, soft substance, and the dust gets caught in it. And once again, we have to have a way to clean this filter and remove this dust and debris from uh, our airways. And this is done by a sort of a flowing of the mucus up towards the uh, mouth, the oral cavity. It keeps flowing. I, I liken it to the Everglades. You know, the Everglades are a real shallow river that you can hardly tell is flowing, but it is flowing along. And the thing that makes this mucus flow up and out of our lungs and respiratory tree is it rests on top of uh, little hair-like projections on the cells that line a respiratory tree, and those little projections are called cilia. And because mucus is thick, the cilia need a little help to move it out. So there's a marvelous provision in the lining of our airways where a watery-like substance is produced, and the mucus floats on top of that water layer. And the water layer is maintained at just the precise thickness that represents the length of the cilia at the height of their stroke. Uh, as all these little oars are, are going to move the mucus, uh, the mucus is floated so that just the tips of the oars or the tips of the cilia strike it. And if this water layer were too high, the cilia could not move the mucus because they wouldn't reach it. And if the water layer was too thin, too low, then the cilia would get entangled in the mucus. This has to be maintained uh, at the most microscopically fine level. But in order for the cilia to work, they have to move in sequence. To make the mucus move, the cilia have to beat in a coordinated manner that's called a metacrinal rhythm. And although that sounds like a name people would have no experience with, most people, I think, have seen a metacrinal rhythm. If you've ever observed the wind blowing across the wheat fields, the waves that you see in the wheat, that's a metacrinal rhythm. Or sometimes people in a ball stadium do what they call the wave, where they all move their arms in a coordinated way, and you can see these waves of arms going across the stadium. And for the cilia to move this way is a matter of life and death. If they didn't beat that way, the mucus simply would not be removed from a respiratory tree, and we wouldn't live very long under those conditions. For that alone, it could be the end of life if the cilia didn't beat in this metacrinal rhythm. And if that weren't so, our whole respiratory tree would become uh, congested, and that would not be compatible uh, with life. We find the world in which we live was designed specifically for our use. Isaiah 45:18 tells us, For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it, he hath established it. He created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, and there is none else. Dr. Aaron tells us that even our breath is measured by God. The composition of air, 21% oxygen, is, seems to be a very good oxygen content for us. We know from the medical standpoint that too much oxygen actually is no terrorist to the body. People are known to get oxygen sickness, and uh, too little oxygen, of course, is obviously no terrorist to the body. We call that hypoxia. Oxygen needs of the body are finely tuned.
Dr. Aaron says there's another aspect of the perfect body and environment, our emotions. If survival were the only issue, which the evolutionists would like it to be, all these other little additions that God has built into us wouldn't have relevance. I mean, if survival were the only thing, we could be running around and wouldn't have been a Mozart and there is a beautiful artistic things that have been done and there's a higher plane God intends us for in my view that the evolutionist approach simply doesn't satisfy obviously I'm not so sure until God confronts us face to face that any of us will ever have the exact answer to all this but I also have a feeling God sort of intended that states loud and clear that in every setting in which man involves, faith has to be a part of that. If man's going to come to God, he's got to come to him by faith. Thank you for joining us on today's broadcast on The Perfect Body. We trust your faith has grown through the information given on this program. Did you know that you can find hundreds of scientific topics to explore on our website? Check us out at www.icr.org. You know, most people aren't aware that today there are thousands of scientists that are convinced that the truth of biblical creation is not evolution. Our non-denominational ministry aims to restore and strengthen the Genesis foundations of the Christian faith. If you've enjoyed today's edition of Science, Scripture, and Salvation at Creation Radio Journal, why not visit us on the web to find out more about the work of ICR. The address is www.icr.org. Again, www.icr.org. Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal, is a production of ICR. For the Institute for Creation Research, I'm Chris O'Brien. Thanks for tuning in. In Washington, Vice President Joe Biden announced Saturday that his son, Bo, has died of brain cancer. Bo Biden was 46. It, quote, it was, it is with broken hearts that Haley, Hunter, Ashley, Jill, and I announced the passing of our husband, brother, and son, Bo, after he battled brain cancer with the same integrity, courage, and strength he demonstrated every day of his life. End quote. Um, the vice president said in a statement on Saturday, the entire Biden family is saddened beyond words. We know that Bo's spirit will live on in, in all of us, especially, those, especially through his brave wife, Haley, and two remarkable children. Uh, President Obama and the First Lady were grieving alongside the Biden family. The President said, quote, Michelle and I humbly pray for the good Lord to watch over Bo, Bo Biden and to protect and comfort his family here on earth. The younger Biden was a lawyer, 
member of the Delaware National Guard, and former Delaware Attorney General. Our hearts and our prayers go out to the Vice President and Dr. Biden and his family. You're listening to the Jam Radio Network with Minister Kenneth Jenkins.
program morning spaces come your way 6 a.m. tomorrow morning and at 8 p.m. Eastern time it's nation talk we have a lot of uh, stuff to talk about um, one of them is the cipher scandal that's one of the issues and so many others it's tomorrow night 8 p.m. it's nation talk real talk your issues we got little eyes, rub your tired eyes, go and kiss your mom, we'll be gone a little while, come and walk beside me, come and hold your papa's hand, I go to make an altar and to offer up my land. Waited on the Lord, and in a waking dream he came. Riding on a wind across the sand, he spoke my name. And here I am, I whispered, and I waited in the dark. And the answer was a sword that came down hard upon 
Maker of this mountain, please make another way. Tata, 
1934, when 28-year-old John Stam, a missionary to China, was being led away to execution by the communist with his wife, Betty, someone on the road asked him, where are you going? And John called back over his shoulder, we are going to heaven. This young missionary had great hope. And Hebrews chapter 6 speaks of the hope of heaven as, quote, that better country. It also describes this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. Oh, friend, when you are facing suffering or even death like this missionary, may your soul be anchored to the hope-filled promise of heaven where there will be no more sorrow, pain, tears, or death. Lay hold of that hope. Feel secure in it. Be satisfied with it. And may this heaven-hearted hope shape your attitude toward your hardships today. Because you know what? We are going to heaven. If this radio spot were Nikki Baker's life, it would start pretty normal, like this. But But then, then, right right around here, her life would take a bad turn with her mother abusing her. And about this far in, Nikki would drop out of high school and run away. Here, she'd be forced to work two jobs struggling to support herself and her daughter. She'd feel stuck, stuck, stuck. But then she'd decide to earn her GED diploma. She'd take my prep classes. Study every night and feel unstuck. Because she'd finally hear someone say, Nikki Baker, come up and get your GED diploma. If this radio spot were Nikki Baker's life, the ending wouldn't be the ending at all. It would be the beginning of a brighter future. For free info about GED test prep classes, call 1-877-38-YOUR-GED or visit yourged.org. GED is a registered trademark of the American Council on Education. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Can a landlord legally evict a church from leased space? With a word of caution for today's pastors, here's attorney David Gibbs Jr. of the Christian Law Association. An expanding church decided to lease space in a nearby building to use as an activity center for their youth. The contract they signed allowed them to provide education, recreation, and community service. A few years later, the church decided to switch buildings with the youth and have their main worship in the leased building. When the landlord learned that worship services occurred in the building, the church was given an eviction notice. The church contacted the Christian Law Association, believing that religious discrimination was occurring. After reviewing the documents, one of our attorneys advised this wonderful church that this was not a case of constitutional discrimination. The church had simply violated their written lease agreement. If it's been a while since you've been to our website, you really ought to check it out. ChristianLaw.org is a virtual tool shed of legal tools, legal advice for pastors and ministries, answers to difficult questions, links to helpful PDF files, and much more. So check it all out at ChristianLaw.org. ChristianLaw.org. Listen to the words Paul wrote to the Philippians in chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. He assures us that for our citizenship is in heaven, from which also we eagerly wait for the Savior, for the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body, that it may be conformed to his glorious body, according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. 
as Christians, we have the advantage of dual citizenship. We're not only citizens of the nation of our birth, but because we've been born again, we're also citizens of the heavenly kingdom. We have responsibilities and rights that derive from our earthly citizenship, and we have responsibilities and rights that derive from our citizenship in God's kingdom. But kingdom living isn't a passive thing. It requires faith and action on our part. As long as we obey the king, he'll go before us as we march boldly forward in the power of our risen Savior to victory after victory. Though your enemy may roam around as a roaring lion, Jesus has everything under control. James chapter 4 verse 7 declares, Therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. The devil doesn't have any weapons or any word that can harm you. Don't let him keep you from your divine appointment with victory.
That's going to do it for yours truly until tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. for morning inspiration, the Sunday morning inspirational program, and of course, 8 p.m. Nation Talk. Until then, God bless you. Have a wonderful and blessed Sunday and weekend. Good to see you in church. This is how it hewed.
with me, please, in prayer. Pray with me. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Jesus, thank you that you loved me enough that you became a man and died on the cross, paid the price for all the wrong things that I have done. I'm sorry for my sin. It's my sin that puts you on that cross. And I'm sorry. I don't want to live in rebellion to you anymore. I ask you to forgive me. And tonight I open my heart and I invite you into my life to be my Savior and my Lord. I believe, Jesus, you are the Son of God. I believe you died for me to pay the price for all the wrong things that I've committed against God and against man. I believe that on the third day, by the power of God, you were raised from the dead as living proof that my trust in you tonight is not in vain. I believe that as Christ was raised from the dead, so tonight, Almighty God, you are raising me from the dead, from the death of sin. You are giving me a new life, the life of Jesus Christ. Oh God, on my testimony and the belief in my heart and according to your word, at this moment, I believe I am saved. I am saved. I am saved. Oh, let me ask you, friends, in closing tonight, have you done this? Have you obeyed the gospel? Have you obeyed the gospel? Have you come to that obedience of faith? Have you come to that place of true repentance and true faith? Have you turned around? Have you forsaken your sin? Have you turned around? Have you forsaken your sin? Are you trusting alone tonight in Jesus Christ for your salvation? For there is no other way, there is no other message. For there is no other way, there is no other message. Oh, come to him, come to the Saviour tonight. Come to him just as you are. Come to him in your sin. Come to him in all your needs. Cast yourself upon his mercy and upon his infinite grace. Cast yourself upon his mercy and upon his infinite grace. Cast yourself wholly to him. And you too will enter into that joy of sins forgiven, peace with God, and eternal, abundant life through Jesus Christ our Lord.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.